section forty four of criminal investigation volume one this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit LibriVox.org. recording by Hawaii in october two thousand fourteen criminal investigation a practical handbook for magistrates police officers and lawyers volume one by hans gross translated by john adam and john collier adam chapter six the legitimate sphere of the public press it is natural for the investigating officer to find it impossible to escape from the influence of the great public press we have therefore to discuss the position he ought to take up as regards that influence and in what way it may be of service to him the connection between the investigating officer and the press is based upon a community of interest the investigating officer is interested in crime and everything connected with it and the daily press is interested in great measure in the same questions an experienced journalist who had accurate information of what the public preferred to read in its daily paper once furnished the following list in which the heads are arranged in order of importance one births deaths marriage and divorce two the reports of crime and criminal trials three local news four the serial story the theatrical news the short story five special telegrams political communications leading articles six scientific notes and reviews from this list it may be seen how much people are interested in communications relating to crime and as the interest of the public is the interest of the journalist the place of honour is given to these communications the experienced and expert journalist would rather give up every other article in his paper than the first report of a criminal case and this is where he finds himself in conflict with the law for in all civilized states the precipitate divulgence of details connected with judicial cases is considered to be more or less illegal true it is that there are few laws more often broken than those of which we speak every day we read in the paper exact descriptions of crimes which have just been committed especially when these crimes are particularly outrageous and horrible how much truth can be found in such reports is another question more than one of us have been unable to help saying to ourselves on reading these newspapers reports i seem to have heard of a case like that so much had the case brought to the notice of the investigating officer on the previous day been disfigured it is easy to understand how this comes about when we observe the manner in which the news given by the paper is fabricated the investigating officer and his assistants have sworn to guard their professional secrets and in every crime the manner in which it has been committed is considered to be relevant to the matters to be embraced by this professional reticence in consequence of this the investigating officer and his auxiliaries wrap themselves in the impenetrable mantle of secrecy and tell the journalist nothing 
the reporters therefore fall upon the watchmen the witnesses and their relations upon the jailers of the prison upon the cabman who has driven the investigating officer to the scene of the crime upon the people of the house and upon other persons who have or may have some knowledge of the matter and then compose their narrative a narrative said to be worthy of all belief we may cite the case of a reporter who with particular cunning had entered into the closest relations with the housemate of the investigating officer in order to learn from her what her master related to his wife at table with reference to interesting cases in this way are those horrible descriptions which overflow our newspapers fabricated of which we legal gentlemen take no notice saying these newspaper reports are all quite indifferent to us but they are not in reality so indifferent and if regarded more closely we must be convinced that these inaccurate reports do harm in the first place falsehood in itself is evil and for that reason alone ought not to be tolerated the importance and power of the press are far too great not to persuade us that it causes an immense amount of prejudice by furnishing continually as it does inaccurate statements of facts we must moreover consider the influence which the report may exercise upon all those persons who have something to do with the case be it intimately or remotely whoever has seen or heard something of the case in question takes a particular interest in it every such man gives himself an absolutely excessive importance and whenever an individual's eyes fall by chance upon a list of names among which he finds his own and his attention is as we are sure it will be first drawn by that name he will become particularly interested in the case for he has taken some part in it he reads minutely everything connected with it and everything which he knows better than any one else but if he has some real knowledge of a case he will be called as a witness and will be no longer able to depose with an unbiased mind since he has read inaccurate reports not only the man in the street but investigating officers themselves have a certain confidence in everything in print and allow themselves in spite of many disillusions to be influenced by newspaper articles there must be some truth in it one thinks and if one reads several times over the account of the case otherwise than as one has seen it oneself one ends by doubting oneself and in spite of the best will to speak the truth one gives an account of the case different to what one would have given if not under exterior influence newspaper reports moreover induce the public to form a definite opinion upon the case itself and upon the culpability of the author of the crime so that the verdict is often pronounced by the public long before the competent authorities have delivered their judgment the official verdict once given is no longer in agreement with public opinion which latter was based on erroneous information moreover the public does not change its opinion even in view of the light which is shed during the hearing of the case the decision of the authorities is criticized and it is not necessary to set out the bad effect of everything which is calculated to disturb the confidence which ought to be placed in the powers that be 
this tendency of the press has in quite recent times and particularly in london and new york attained the dimensions of a public scandal trial and conviction by the half-penny journal has more terrors to the criminal than the old bailey itself the only thing that restrains these journals is the fear of proceedings for contempt of court or actions civil or criminal for defamation in india no such check is as yet recognized for putting aside the half score or so of leading papers there is hardly an issue of a journal in india that would not in england lead the editor and publisher promptly to the bar of the courts the only means of remedying this evil is to allow the investigating officer to himself communicate the essential matters concerning criminal cases to the newspaper the latter on his part would be compelled to keep silent upon all the other details of the case there seems to be an air of consensure about this but in reality it is not so bad as that in the first place we do not mean that the question should be regulated by law for we imagine that it will be generally very easy to come to an agreement upon this subject with the reporters of the local paper even in a large town the investigating officer would provide the reporters with the news in question while the latter would engage only to print the communications of the former and to insert on their part everything which the investigating officer desires to make public the tact of the investigating officer will guide him in what should be printed in a given case and how and when it should be published we do not desire by any means to advise the investigating officer to give the papers inaccurate information in order to baffle the unknown criminal or inspire his accomplices with confidence etc but it is not necessary to tell all that one knows or all that one suspects or if one wishes to tell it the propitious moment must be awaited the manner in which what may be told should be told is not speaking generally easy to indicate and it is not even easy to express it in a particular case but it is possible to find the correct method by taking into account all the circumstances accompanying the crime the best way to proceed will be for the investigating officer to himself write out the note for the paper without long hesitation or reflection and then consider the consequences which it will have from the point of view of the author of the crime in the event of his reading it the same applying to the accomplices witnesses etc if they come to know of it at the moment when the note is drawn up the general turn of the case will be fairly well known and after a little reflection the effects of the note will also be guessed more than one success in important criminal cases may be traced entirely to the use that has been made of a newspaper but on the other hand it is also certain that one is exposed to very great dangers when an awkward use is made of the press here is an example of this in a case of murder accompanied by theft it had been possible owing to a series of fortuitous circumstances to describe very accurately immediately after the crime a number of the articles stolen although the murdered person lived all alone and had no dealings with the world it was supposed that the author of the crime then still unknown was well aware of this peculiarity of the woman in question and would not fear to sell the stolen articles at the earliest possible moment 
in order to rapidly inform the pawn-shops the investigating officer resolved to publish at once the description of such of the stolen articles as were accurately known and succeeded in doing so in the evening papers although the murder had only been committed on the morning of the same day but this publication had a contrary result to what had been anticipated for the author of the crime had extraordinarily enough got rid of no article that morning and it came out later on that it was only in the evening after the papers had appeared that he sold such of the stolen articles as had not been described in the evening papers in this case it would have been much better to have kept back the description on the other hand those mysterious airs so often affected by the authorities are quite ridiculous and often harmful one will be doing the right thing if one takes into account the consequences which the divulgence of information may have if there is no adequate reason to suppose that this divulgence will have had consequences there need be no hesitation in speaking out but special care must be taken that the information published is accurate the following cited case shows this it is also an interesting example of the value of unprofessional expert advice chapter five section one quite recently in london a lady committed suicide by poisoning in a west end hotel the morning leader in its report says she took the greatest care to destroy every possible trace of her identity even to buying new clothes and underclothes which bore no apparent mark of any kind but she missed one little detail the red thread figuring on her dressing jacket this mark was given out at the inquest as a laundry mark e u x a o z those letters have been published far and wide in england france germany and in america hundreds of laundry keepers have been interrogated with e u x a o z as a clue to work upon after a lapse of days the president of the laundry association has come forward and has proved after his expert examination that with the exception of the e these supposed letters are numbers stitched in angles he therefore reads the inscription thus e four eight point nine nine two there is a possibility that the last figure may be an o but in his experienced eye the others are plain he is convinced that they do not form a laundry mark because laundry people never use so many figures he thinks that the mark is a dyer's and cleaner's mark thus says he it is certain that this row of figures has been entered as a reference in the books of some dyer and cleaner's firm and it is possible that the name and address of the owner of that jacket may be entered alongside when the investigating officer succeeds in obtaining the goodwill of the reporters he can in return for his complacency expect many kindnesses when dark days arrive the investigating officer often finds it necessary to have official notes published but official advertisements have this peculiarity that no one reads them especially those persons whom they most concern but if these publications are inserted among the general news of the day they are read with avidity and their object is attained the discovery of witnesses and of the owners of the various articles questions concerning such a state of affairs or such an event 
invitations to come and inspect certain articles in the possession of the investigating officer the search for people who have disappeared and a thousand other similar communications which would fill up without result the police gazettes and papers would have some chance of success if they appeared in the public press under the head of actualities when important matters are in question a few words may be added to the note requesting other papers to notice it in their columns in such cases the press is for the most part quite ready to assist justice especially the more important and better class of paper on one occasion for example persons a long way off were placed in a position to give information in a case about which a note had appeared in a small country paper this note found its way to the principal papers of the capital and finally even american papers which had reproduced it were received some of them indeed had added a few words to the note embodying the assurance that they had been happy to be able to serve a good cause and what is more important from a fiscal point of view all this costs the state absolutely nothing but in order for the investigating officer to be able to make use of the press he must not only hold the journalists in hand and proceed with tact but he must also be allowed complete and entire liberty by the authorities the latter ought to know whence these notes originate and that the investigating officer is conducting the case as it ought to be conducted and not come down upon the paper some fine day for the premature divulgence of secrets which are considered to be harmful to the investigation end of section forty four end of criminal investigation a practical handbook for magistrates police officers and lawyers volume one by Hans Gross. Translated by John Adam and John Collier Adam.